you're listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hello there, Rockstar SLPs. Today we're going to be talking about tips for using YouTube videos in speech therapy. Um, we're going to, I'm going to be going over more about how to navigate YouTube videos and how to set them up in a way that you can easily, you know, access them time and time again when you find the videos that you want. So I'm not necessarily going to be talking about like how to actually YouTube, how to use YouTube videos to create a lesson, um, but more the tech side of things. So if you want a future episode about how to use YouTube videos in speech therapy, um, I definitely can do that. It's hard to narrow it down because there's a wide range on YouTube. Like there's songs that you can use. There's videos for even how to produce sounds. There's, and then there's other videos like wordless short videos and science videos that you can utilize to plan lessons. So that could be a future episode down the road. But today we're going to be kind of talking about the tech stuff, the stuff that, you know, some of you are either going to know everything because you're like the tech gurus and you're like, I love tech. I love YouTube. And then there's going to be some of you who are like, I am so scared to use technology that I just try to avoid it. So we're, I'm hoping that at least if you are a tech guru, that you will walk away with one tip that you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, and if you are newer and you're not super tech savvy or you're kind of in the middle, this, this episode is for you. You definitely have to set a little bit of time aside to play around with some of the stuff that I'm talking about. But um, if you do that, in the long run, you are going to have systems set up that you can use YouTube videos. I mean, finding YouTube videos can be very quick. Like it's a very quick prep therapy, but then if you want to keep using them, it just makes it more efficient when you're trying to pull something up in your sessions. So this is great for teletherapists, but this is also good for SLPs who work with kids in person. Um, when I was working full-time in the schools, I definitely used YouTube videos a lot in my whole class lessons when I was co-teaching in the the classroom, as well as in my small groups, especially with my upper elementary and middle school students, I utilize YouTube videos a lot um, to increase engagement. So before we jump into the tech tools, I'm going to I'm gonna link in the show notes um, links to my winter and spring YouTube videos. I have created Google Slides for you where I have linked all the best winter and spring themed YouTube videos so that you can just open up that Google slide and find a book read aloud, songs, um, wordless short videos, science videos, all related to those themes so that you don't have to go hunting around YouTube. It's all done for you. So if you're needing something like that and you want to start practicing some of the tips that I'm going to be sharing about in this, in this episode, make sure to download the winter and spring YouTube videos. They're linked in the show notes, or you can just go to the dabbling and search winter YouTube videos or spring YouTube videos, and you'll get the download there. So yeah, I, I love, I love a good YouTube video and I like to keep them with Google slides. So let's jump in to some tips. Now, first of all, I know, um, 
we don't, <laughs> we probably all have a story where we're like, oh my gosh, I looked up a video on spot and then all this unwanted ads or even suggested videos that they provided, I did not want the kids to see it. Thank goodness I had the computer turned away from me. Um, and if you're like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to do that again. I want to have all my videos set up where I can just quickly get to them. There are some um, websites that you can go to that will allow you to copy and paste the YouTube video so that you don't see those. And that is safeshare.tv, view pure. If you, I'm sure if you Google like you, how to get ads out of YouTube videos for school, you'll probably find some other options as well. I have found that when the YouTube videos are linked in a Google slide. You can open up the video in the slide and not go to YouTube. So that's another uh, feature, but I would definitely go check those out, play around with it um, and see what is most comfortable for you. You can do shafe, shafe, safe share.tv or view pure. Um, and it helps with that. I have a couple other uh, ways that you can do that as well, where you can, um, where you can make sure that the kids aren't seeing the ads in the video as well. And that is putting the video. This is my tip number two. Another way to use the YouTube video is to put it on Edpuzzle. I will link in the show notes to a YouTube video that I did about Ed Edpuzzle. So if you're interested, you can look into that. But Edpuzzle, if you're new to it, it's a place where you can upload your own videos and you can also use YouTube videos. And then you can add in questions and stimulus items to use with the video. So what's cool about this is that the video will automatically pause wherever you've inserted a question. And when it does that, it pauses the video and then it allows the child to answer the question. And then once you click it again, you can um, start the video again and it will pause on the next portion of the video where you have added in a stimulus item. So they have open-ended questions. They have multiple choice questions. So if you were even wanting to do a quick check-in and you felt like the kid could do, you know, watch the video and do an assignment on their own, this could even be a station activity. But oftentimes how I used it was a way to lesson plan for the video on what I wanted to target with the kids. And because I was able to pause the video, the Edpuzzle does it all. So it doesn't look like I'm stopping the video. It makes it look like it's part of the lesson. And then we can discuss it and then enter back into the video again as well. So I will link to um, an Edpuzzle list that I have for wordless short videos. And that's the other cool thing about it is too, is once you have an account, you can even search for certain types of videos. So I, I happened to write when I was searching, I put in speech therapy and an SLP had made some, um, lessons or stimulus questions with wordless short videos. So I was able to then reuse what that person already did. So it can save you some time if there's something already out there. But even if you went and did some work and took the time to create questions, this would be ready to go each time that you wanted to pull it up. You could use it with your kids and not have to keep 
coming up with questions or keep thinking about how you're going to use it. And then you can also duplicate that same video. Let's say you wanted to have a um, perspective taking emotion type questions where you're working on social inferencing. But with another group, you might want to use that same video to work on vocabulary or describing. So you could duplicate that video and then add in different stimulus items and still use the same video and have it. There's like, you can organize it into folders. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So definitely check out Edpuzzle. It can save you time in the long run. Um, And that's another thing is that with Google Slides, this is how I've I've kind of defaulted to organizing. my videos is just putting them in a Google slide because I have templates, but on YouTube, you can create your own playlist. So let's say you're looking for videos for how to teach R, you can create a playlist, R technique videos. And after you found a few, you can then click on that playlist and always go back to it when you're working with, with a student. And you can make this public unlisted or private. So if you have it listed as public, that means anybody can, if if they're searching for our speech therapy videos, your playlist may come up, which may be concerning to you if you don't want people like finding your YouTube account or channel. But if, so if you're, if you don't want it to be public, you can put it as unlisted or private. And then that way, when you're logged into your YouTube account, you, you have those playlists ready to go. So you're not fumbling around going, where was that R video that I was using? Oh my gosh, I got to search it again. Right. Um, it's all there for you. And so then another little pro tip with using playlists is that you can then go on YouTube and search wordless short videos for speech therapy or, um, I'm trying to think of another, a lot of times what I'll search for is weather songs. And if there's a public playlist, you can click on that playlist and find it. And I'm pretty sure I didn't test this out because I haven't used it in a while, but I'm pretty sure you can then create that playlist for your own channel. But I don't quote me on that. I have to go back and look, but you could essentially create your own playlist and then copy all those videos onto your playlist and have your own as well. So that is my third tip. My first tip was make sure if you don't want ads, go to safeshare.tv or pure, pure <laughs> view, pure, geez, I can't talk today. Um, the other tip is to, to use YouTube videos on Edpuzzle. And my third tip is to create playlists that are in YouTube so that you can find the videos that you may use over and over again with different groups and students um, and have those saved. So another some other cool features within YouTube is one when you go on a video that it has to, if it's not made for kids, let's say it's like a science video that you want to use in your therapy session, you can go down where it says share. And there's like the little tabs where it's like, like, or you don't like the video. There will, there will be three dots. And then if you select that, it'll give you an option to clip the video. So let's say you just wanted to show um, a student a clip of something from a video 
for their homework, um, or you really didn't want anything else in, in the video and you're trying to avoid the introduction and the outro, you can clip the video down. When I was testing that, that's a new feature that I, I didn't know about until I was playing around with it. Um, it looked like you could only clip it for a minute. So what's, what is a real cool hack that I've been using for a long time is adding the YouTube video to a Google slide. And then on the right-hand side, once you upload the YouTube video, on the right-hand side of the slide, it'll have format options. And when you go down, you can put in the start and stop time of the video. So if you were in present, present mode, because when you're in the Google slide, you're in edit mode. Um, but when you click present, you're in a presentation mode. Like if you were giving a PowerPoint presentation, Google slides is very similar. You can just click, the video will play for 20 seconds, and then it will stop. And then you can ask the kids a question about the video. So what I have done when using this feature, it's a place start and a place stop on Google Slides. I will use it for making sure that we're getting right to the heart of what I want to talk about. Um, maybe I want to avoid some fluff or that two-minute introduction that has nothing to do with the actual content, I can actually go, oh, you know what? I don't even want them to listen to a minute. We're just going to, I'm going to put it, I'm going to have it start at a minute and two seconds. Um, other times I've used video clips where they're like, I love Buddy the Elf. And I have a free Buddy the Elf resource that I will link into this because I, I totally did this. I use two video clips of compilations of the best buddy, the elf situations. And I created stimulus items for you guys to work on past tense verbs and creating sentences. So I wanted to pause the video every, you know, five to 15 seconds. So I would, I put, I inserted one video, had it start at five seconds, and then I had it stop at 12. And so maybe it was buddy, picking the gum off the rails. And then once it stopped, I said, what did Buddy do? What did Buddy do? He picked the gum off the rails. And then we make our sentences, the kids practice what they need to practice. And then we would go to the next slide. And you can quickly duplicate the same video slide and then just adjust the times that it starts and stops. So if you have questions about that, or if you want to, if you want a video tutorial, um, I can do that for you. I may have already done one. I, <laughs> I should have checked that because I have done some tutorial videos for uh, my YouTube channel on these techie things. So that's my next tip. I think we're on tip number four is like having it, putting it in a Google slide and having it have a start and end time. Um, my next, I have... I, think I have three more tips. I do have three more tips. On YouTube, you can control the speed of the video. So this is great if you have students who the processing of the song movements or the lady that is speaking very quickly in the science video is just too fast for your students who have, you know, language impairments, you can slow it down so that it's not as fast and you can do it very subtly. You can just slow it down a little bit. You can even slow it down even more. So if you go to, I thought I had, let me see if I can, I got a, I need a visual. 
All right, so when you're at the video, you are going to, where there's a play button and the volume, you're gonna go look down there and there's going to be a gear that looks like a tool gear. You're going to click, It's gonna, when you hover over it, it's gonna say settings and you're gonna click that and they'll have annotations. You can turn on subtitles. You can turn on the quality of the video, but there's also gonna be a playback speed and it's gonna say normal. So you can slow it down to um, 0.75 to 0.5 or 0.25. So you would just play around with that and see what would be a good speed for your kids to process that information or the song. So if you need the, the language to be slowed down just a little bit, that's an easy way to do that for your students. And you can also turn on the subtitles and get the transcripts of the video if you wanted your kids to have a visual if they're really good readers um, and that helps them to know what's going on, that's another option. All right, so my next tip is using web paint chrome extension and there's probably some other extensions similar to this but with web paint when you've downloaded that chrome extension you would just go to your extensions scroll down find the web paint tool and then you are able to draw and on the web page um, you can change the colors that you're going to do that with and you can then erase it. So let's say you really wanted your students to focus in on per something that was going on in the video, or you wanted them to look at the person's face. You could draw a circle around that person when you've paused the video. Like, let's talk about what is his eyebrows, you know, his eyebrows are up, his eyes are wide. What, and you, you can draw arrows to that to help draw attention to them to look at the person's face, right? Um, you could draw little thought bubbles or, hey, while you're watching this video, I'm, you know, I want you to think about, um, I want you to look at this part of the video, right? If you're trying to clue them into some section where there's a really good visual for a vocabulary word. So that's another option is if you want to draw directly on the YouTube video, um, get the web paint Chrome extension. And I'd love to know how you guys use it with your students in real time. I would love to know if there's any tips or ways that you've used that. So definitely let me know, reach out at the dabbling speechy on social media, send me a DM and we can chat. All right. So my last tip, and this would be something that if you are trying to implement a home program or you're trying to do a virtual teletherapy coaching model, um, or if you have a really good relationship with your students and let's say they, you, you've planned an individual activity for them while you're working with the mixed groups, then you could use this as well. That's a little bit more time consuming. Um, I know that making videos for parents is time consuming, so that might not be something you want to do. Um, with every student, but let's say you have parents that want carryover homework or you are trying to implement a coaching model. And this could be something that you could even do as a coaching model with the teaching staff. You can add, so let's say you recorded, um, you got permission from the parent, you recorded the child in your session, and you want to send it to them 
for things to watch. So in that, when you, when you upload that video, um, and you look at the videos in your channel, there's a way that you can edit it and you can add in real timestamps for that video. So if the parents were like, wanting to rewatch a portion of your session where you really were mo modeling more or you want them to listen to how their child's speech sounded with a certain sound, you can timestamp that entire video so that they only have to go back to that one little 30 second clip that they were like, oh, I need to listen to that again. Or let's say you were giving them homework and you explain in the first minute, like, this is what I sent home with your son. Get this out of his backpack. And maybe they watched that part, but then they wanted to go back because they didn't know how to do something from that homework. You can timestamp that video. Um, and if you, you could even, I'm, I don't know if you can do this with other videos, but I know with your personal videos, you can. Um, or let's say, I remember when I did teletherapy during the pandemic, um, I, was able to use this app, Sago Mini, and I love that app and I loved playing with it. So I recorded, I screen recorded myself playing with the app, um, the ocean animal one. And then I uploaded it to, I don't know where I uploaded it. I don't know, but I made a voiceover. So then I was narrating myself. <laughs> right? So let's say you wanted to have the parents like, hey, I want you to use this app at home. Um, this is this is how I would talk about, this is what I would do if I was using this app with my child. So I could timestamp that video so that they could get some examples. So this isn't, you know, if you are strategic with it, you could make some generic videos where you're not saying the child's name, um, you're, you're, implementing a strategy for more or some sort of communication function. And then you could reuse those videos. Potentially you could keep sending those videos to parents. So that's just something to consider. This is definitely one of those things where it's like, you have to have time and energy to use that. But I thought that was a cool feature. All right. So I hope that this was helpful. Um, don't forget to download your winter and spring free YouTube videos. I have them all organized pretty for you um, in Google Slides. And that is something that we all we also provide in the Theme Therapy SLP membership. When you join the Theme Therapy SLP membership, you have, if you're on the monthly plan, you have access to three themes a month. And in that, we also we have Google Slides for preschool to first grade second, third grade, fourth, and fifth grade. And we we provide um, some digital task cards and activities, but then we link all the videos that we think are really great for that theme. So if you're working on community helpers, you're going to have all these ideas for each grade, grade level section. So there's three Google Slides that are set up just like that. So if you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to check out the Theme Therapy SLP membership because we designed it so that you can use printable and digital materials um, to implement a theme-based approach without stressing out. We like to take lesson planning off your plate so that you can just jump into therapy and, and, and go in there and rock it with your students. All right, SLPs, I hope that this was helpful. I know that this is a techie heavy episode. So if you have specific questions, reach out to me at the Dabbling Speechy and I can help walk you through 
um, some of these things. In our in the Theme Therapy SLP membership, we also have videos for how to do some of these um, techie things so that you can go access them and utilize the materials. So as always, SLPs, be the SLP that every kid wants to see, and I will talk with you soon. Ha ha ha.